You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back to The Breeze. I am Harrison Arms running the board, and we have the host of the show, Haas, with us as well. And, of course, DP is back with us at the same time. So it's good to have the full crew back here for The Breeze. Um, we kind of just broke down trying to figure out the – top 10 NFL quarterbacks and a little bit of difference it felt like DP's looking more at the body and the core of that quarterback's career um, and Haas more just the present at the time who do we want right now um, Justin Fields right now he's kind of a guy lightning in the bottle like DP said I'm kind of with him there I don't think he's top 10 quarterback yet he's still got to prove a lot of things that he can win um you know, at all, really, and the defense isn't helping him out by any means. But uh, real quick before I throw it back to you, Haas, I do got to defend Aaron Rodgers. I do agree with DP there. Um, he's still a top-five quarterback. His receivers, they can't hold the line on routes. They constantly get bullied to the sideline. So when Rodgers wants to hit that back shoulder throw, he can't. The guy's pushed all the way over to the boundary, and it just becomes that difficult for him. So, you know, and I even saw Alan Lazard completely give up on a play where Aaron Rodgers was throwing it to him and Lazard stops his route completely. So, you know, there's a lot of problems going on right now with the Packers, but I'll defend Rodgers. I don't think it's all on his shoulders. That's that's for certain. Don't get it twisted. I'll take Aaron Rodgers, and he can, he can run the 49ers <laughs> any day. Uh, I could see that happening next season if, if Brady's not there. But you know what? Let's Before we go and talk about the greatest females on the mic of all time, I want to ask this. With how Justin Fields is running, Who's number one as a running quarterback? And I'm not trying to disrespect them and label them as a running quarterback, but I I just I'm a 49er guy. Kaepernick with his playoff game against the Packers. We have Vic, who I grew up with and 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 watched him growing up. And then what DV? Who <laughs> <laughs> which? With the there, run, there, 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 there's one, and then there's everybody else. Okay, like okay. seven, seven's the dude. Like, <laughs> like seven's the dude, dude. Like, like seven's the dude, 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 dude. Like it's, it's like there were there, there aren't that many electric football players who changed the way a position is played, played, and even thought about. Um, changed the way that, that defenses had to line up and consider and be accountable uh, for that left 11th offensive player. And that even when they did so, they couldn't figure out how to, how to deal with him. So um, put him in that space. Uh, Lamar's in that space for two years. RG- yeah, for two years, RG3 was in that space. We have to go back to the old school with, Bob, with uh, Bobby Douglas. Uh, Sir Francis Tarkenton, Steve um, Young, there baby. are guys, Steve Young in that space. Um, you know, you have to go back to the Alabama quarterbacks, you know, who, who all ran the wishbone, you know, and then they got to the NFL and had to tuck it away and stop doing, stop doing more of that. So Tommy Frazier. Yeah. Well, Tommy would have, Tommy would have been, Tommy, Tommy's, Tommy's in the conversation for the best college quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the conversation. Um, you know, I wish that it had transferred to, 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 the, to the higher level. Uh, but, yeah, when it comes to having quarterbacks put their foot in the ground, there are guys, I mean, I go back, I'm old enough, that there are guys like Conrad Holloway and, and Julius Caesar Watts and, um, 
Cornelius Green at Ohio State. There were guys, uh, Warren Moon when he was at Washington, guys who put their foot in the ground and changed the way people defended them because they could also throw the ball as well. But when you talk about running quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, Michael Vick's the guy that everybody else will be measured to for a very long period of time. The Barry Sanders, like, quickness, obviously. He was a punt returner with the strongest arm when he throw the ball. Uh, even when he came back, he'd throw it to Deshaun and just, just gun it. And he was a different Vic when he came back. But, hey, yeah, don't discount, it, 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 don't discount it, it, Kaepernick. What he well, did I mean, Cap's in that space. Joe Theismann's in that space. You have to give Joe Theismann credit because mm-hmm. Joe Theismann ran the wishbone at Notre Dame, was a running quarterback, even returned punts in the NFL. In fact, his his first year with Washington, first year and a half, that's how he got on the field. He actually returned punts for George Allen. Um, so there aren't that. There's a very short list of quarterbacks who return punts in the NFL. Uh, Joe Theismann's on that list. And so the point of all this was our. Uh, Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson getting to the Vic level, and and it's not- Lamar's in the conversation. Justin, Justin's just getting started. Well, let me let me tell you this, DP. This this stat blows my mind. So there's only been one player in the NFL that's clocked over 20 miles an hour speed, and it's Justin Fields twice. He's already he's already the fastest player in the NFL right now, which is it's it's insane to think. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I'll pull it up. I'll send it I to you. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, DP's I, a, I, his, his, he's an eyes guy. Like, when you watch no, Vic, Vic. No, no. Michael Vick is the fastest quarterback to ever play in the NFL, and anybody that says otherwise has been sipping Kool-Aid that's, that, that's been sitting out too long. Oh, I won't, I won't say he's faster than Michael Vick because we just didn't have the technology at the time. I have no idea how fast Vick was, but it, I wouldn't no be surprised does. if he was fa- <laughs> if he was okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like Michael Vick's, Michael Vick's in, the, in, in the elite sprint all-time of all NFL players that includes Dion, Darryl Green, Ron Brown, like there's an elite Willie Galt. He's in that final 10 Tyreek Hill of sprinters who were elite world-class sprinters who happen to be really good at football. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Willie Beeman wishes he could be Michael Vick. Okay. Right. Right. right? <laughs> like that's all true. All statement of fact. All, all right. facts. We gotta we gotta appease our wrestling fans, and so what brought on having the greatest female on the mic of all time was my my wife was in the other room last week, and I, I'm often watching wrestling from from previous decades, and and she's like, "Was that live? What what was that? Was that live?" And that was when Soraya came back, Paige Soraya, whichever name mm-hmm. you want to use, she came back, yeah. and had the emotional promo that she had with Dr. DMD Britt Baker last Wednesday. And it reminded me how great she was on the mic. And, and, mm-hmm. and when we went from divas, divas champions, AJ Lee being a champion for, for three years from 2012 to 2014, and then Paige coming the night after WrestleMania 30 and coming in and, and just winning the belt that started the revolution it was a shocking win because AJ Lee was so dominant. And then after that, we would just hear so many great pom- promos from Paige. So, so for me, going back, looking in history, who are the greatest females on, on the mic? And I know DP is going to ask the parameter. This would be any female. This would be any female. So it's not just wrestlers. And, and before you go and, and 
as we we say every time, you're the encyclopedia or Google. I wanted to get my props because I I have people on there that that you would you would probably be like Haas, Haas didn't put her on there. So okay, I, I'll say mine real quick. Uh, there are some some young cats in there just because that's most of my wrestling. So I made a top six with Sasha Banks being number six. I just love the way Sasha Banks talks on the mic, the mannerisms she has. She she's a great bad guy. She's a great heel. Sasha Banks has to be in the top six for me. Number five, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Just two words, man. Just two words. Set it off, man. Set it off. I can't scream it and be annoying like she did it, but excuse right. me. <laughs> right, right, right. It's all that needs to be said. Vicky Guerrero, right? she, gets, she gets number five. Um, yes. Number four, I, I talked about her page. She she gets she gets to be there. Number four, um, I I I believe she was the catalyst to change women's wrestling from divas to actual wrestlers. Um, but the greatest female wrestler since then, and probably of all time, would be number three in my opinion. The greatest heel, the greatest bad guy, the the person who had the role model growing up. And that's Charlotte Flair. I hmm. didn't have her at one or okay. two. I have okay. her at three. Okay. Uh, I think you're going to guess who number one is just because of who I like. I think you're going to guess who, who number one is. Uh, I think many storylines were, were created and altered and, 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 and marinated because of number one. But number two, it's a combination of dusty... And a combination of the Macho Man and people my age didn't really get to see her that much, and that's Sherry Martel. And mm-hmm. I could probably pause and let you talk about her because I, I went and listened to five different promos of her, and with the Harlem Heat, with with whichever group she was with, she was always so <laughs> she strong. She didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't care who she was with. She put it down. And then fine, number one. It's the the baddest woman in wrestling. It is the whatever you want it to be, the billionaire princess, the boss's daughter, Triple H's wife. No, it's just Stephanie McMahon. It's Stephanie McMahon. The 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 hardest slapper in wrestling with her words, with her hand. Ask Bautista what it feels like to be slapped by her. Ask the big show what it's like to be slapped by her. The yes movement wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her calling that guy nope that guy a b plus player so her words on the mic it's stephanie mcmahon number one um i'll go back in history a little in that the best women's wrestler ever from a technical standpoint for how wrestling is performed today uh, the game changer uh, was also elite on the microphone and her time as a heel set her apart in that Amy Dumas, Lita, uh, the, the, the best wrestler and the best uh, heel ever. I thought she was a better heel. Her run as a heel was actually better than any of Stephanie's runs as heels. Uh, Stephanie had popped because of power, but when it came to what was being said in the ring, uh, about other wrestlers, 
Uh, she and the most underrated heel in rest, women's wrestling, AJ Lee, who her time as a heel, she went after people personally. Like she went after her shredding the, 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 the twins verbally was just strong arm, strong game, uh, powerful stuff. Uh, underrated Mike skills because she, she was just such a physical phenom uh, and had presence. But when Trish Stratus laid it down, Trish Stratus laid it down verbally. Um, again, you know, Stratus faction guaranteed. You talk about the power of setting off a room with those two words. Like she, she, she'd shred a, her opponent, then she'd tell you, and why? Because Stratus faction guaranteed. You just went, okay, everybody, ah, I'm up full in. <laughs> uh, you can go through some of the folks who missed out Deborah, uh, who, 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 who was really good on the mic. It was kind of subjugated because of she was involved with the power brokers at the time and Vince McMahon and the horsemen and all of that place underrated in this thing and forgotten when it comes to valets and people who got, who went toe to toe. Look, I don't know any other woman in wrestling that went toe to toe verbally with dusty Rhodes. But Baby Doll got it done. Baby Doll got it done, whether it was with the Horseman, whether it was with Tully Blanchard, uh, whether it was with Jimmy Garvin, it didn't really matter. But Baby Doll went toe-to-toe when it came to putting the verbiage in. And then from that same era, this, this, this lady had presence and power. And I want to say this as simple as I can say it. Woman. Woman was as good on the microphone and just simply lacing people with you aren't man enough to have me hold your hand. Like she was just, it was, there are those. And then the the two Queens of it, Stephanie's number one, and there's no debate about it. Stephanie's as good on the microphone as anybody, but nobody in the history of wrestling said less and said more than Elizabeth. Like nobody carried where people hung on the very, on the, you can think of 20 words and each of them had meaning, purpose, value, and changed a storyline and the direction of wrestling like Elizabeth. So that's my group of, of 10. Right on time because we are up to our break here. Uh, this is The Breeze. I'm Harrison Arnes running the board and we got the host of the show, Haas, with us. And of course, as always, DP joined him as well. We will be back at 93.7 The Ticket right after this break.